Come on, Winston. Blow the shell, boo. Blow the shell. All right. Yes, sir. Coming to you live from a little grass shack in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, it's the Junior Kekulama Jr. Show starring Junior Kekulama Jr. Join Junior along with the Wayne Bohey Band Welcome to the podcast. I'm Junior Kego Eva Junior. And uh bro, we just we gotta say mahalo. We gotta say start the show with gratitude, right? Always, bro, we always do that. Uh because it's better than the alternative. And <laughs> no, for real. And we go a new country, bro. We like to say how's it to Russia? All the people listening uh from Russia. I don't know how many people specifically, but it's quite a few because they they actually rated a, a percentage point over here, small kind. So we'd like to say mahalo to Russia, to Poland, Australia, Peru, Ghana, Canada, uh, let's see, United Kingdom, Netherlands, Ireland, and of course, everybody in the United States. We'd like to mahalo you guys and welcome you to the podcast. So, right, you know, so we was looking at all our stuff and our stats and stuff like that, right? And um, so, so, they, so, you know, one of the questions that I always get asked, right, is like, okay, Junior, how many people actually listening to you that used to listen to you on the radio? And uh, the, the bottom line is uh, maybe two or three. <laughs> I think two or three because these other guys, bro, they tuning in from the United States, from the upper 48 states, and uh, they're listening to us. So our heaviest concentration is in California, Nevada, Washington, and uh, Oregon. So we like to say mahalo to them, but we get guys on the East Coast, we get guys in Boston, we get guys in New York, we get guys in Pennsylvania, we got, bro, we get, we, it's all North Carolina, South Carolina, okay, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, for all these guys tuning in and listening. So we'd like to say uh, mahalo because this wasn't my idea. I mean, you know, as a business consultant, right, you know, I, I do a lot of stuff for, for businesses. And one of the things I do is, you know, idea-based stuff, like creative advertising, stuff like that. And, uh, I mean, you know, there, there's this one restaurant that, that we did, right? And we was doing this one restaurant and, you know, we, we bumped the business up maybe, I think, you know, if you want to quantify it, uh, maybe two-thirds. And, um, you know, but, but those things were like small creative things that you could do. You know, because it's out of the box kind of stuff, right? That's what we specialize in, stuff that's out of the box. And then the guys in the box, they cannot see them, right? Because they, they just know what they know. They do what they do, you know, but the guys outside the box. So that's that's where the consulting part comes in, you know, and then they call me up. They say, bro, we need, a, we, need, we need some ideas over here. So I go and give ideas. And then now we use technology. So we, we have a full line of technological things, right, that help businesses make money. And, and not only that, but help businesses move online to make money online. Because right now, I mean, you know, everything is moving online. So uh, if you're a, a business, I see so many of these businesses failing. I mean, just local businesses because, you know, turnkey businesses because you got to go down, open up, you know, and then the rent and everything and COVID-19, everybody's in quarantine. All these guys are folding up. And the biggest businesses are the ones closing the doors, the biggest ones. 
the small businesses that you know live online, right? And when I say small business, I mean maybe hundred, two hundred thousand dollars a year businesses, right? The small ones online, they're thriving. These guys are thriving online, right? The big businesses, you know, these chain of restaurant dudes and all these guys, you know, and and uh, there, there's some other people, you know, like like uh, supply companies. They supply certain things to businesses. Well, when when the chain goes down, right? When the chain goes down. Customers go away, businesses slows down, the supply companies slow down. So so it's like it's backed up like all the way back, right? So the the smaller companies that, that we see on the web are actually making a lot of money now. And uh we've we've turned a lot of businesses around in, in our day. Uh in the last twelve years that we've been uh doing this. I mean, we've turned a lot of businesses around it and we're happy about that. I mean, you know, that that's what makes us the happiest. It's not necessarily the money we make from it. It's it's like, you know, we, we wanna see people happy. We wanna see businesses work. We wanna see our influence work and we wanna see, you know, our decisions and our suggestions uh make a difference in people because that's what we use moving forward. I mean, you know, you go on success of years, okay. How was this a success? Well, it was when you came up with that idea to do blank. And you go, oh, okay, so I'm going to do that one on this other one. And I'm going to you know, help them. And and what it does is it builds, right? You build on your on on your pluses, right? And and you, you throw away the negatives, right? The stuff that never worked, throw them out. So... So my job is to come up with ideas. If you guys, if you guys need that kind of services, vmacconsultants.com, vmacconsultants.com. Uh, you guys can go over there. But that's not, that's not why I'm saying this. I'm not doing no commercial. Okay, I'm saying this because the podcast was not my idea. But the podcast, and you know, I, I never know that all these people is going to tune in. I never know who's going to have thousands and thousands of people listening from all over the world. I thought, see, so this is my old school thinking, right? I thought, okay, because uh, you're not on the radio anymore, right? Uh, you're going to get these guys that miss you from the radio. Okay, no, uh, the guys that miss me from the radio, they probably miss me from the radio. I don't know if they miss me or not. They, they, maybe they're happy I'm gone, you know what I mean? But but these guys, I know the professionals are happy I'm gone. <laughs> so, but but these guys, you know, it it's uh it, it's kind of funny because because these guys probably don't know right because they don't listen podcasts right. These guys, so so this is a totally different audience right now that we're hitting because the guys that listen to radio, they still listen, they still doing the same thing. They still listening to the radio, okay. And a lot of these people, you would think that they're dinosaurs if they're still listening to the radio. And no, actually, there's some pretty young dinosaurs in town. I mean, really, these dinosaurs, you know, with, with the old school thinking, right? They, they're in their 30s, like early to mid 30s. And they're doing things that their grandparents did, right? They're doing the same, you know, same way, same way. So it's not necessarily something that is definitive to age okay it's just the way you think and some people think old school and you know maybe it's the you know maybe that's the thinking that got passed down in the family or whatever but whatever the deal yeah so those guys on the radio they have no idea about this this was augie t's idea so he liked to mahalo brother augs mm-hmm but brother augs was the one who told me bro you should do a podcast <laughs> and i'm like what and you know in those days right I mean, and those days was just like a couple years ago when he told me this, right? I was like, ah, oh, but I don't know. So I I talked to my marketing director, right? 
and uh, brother Will. Will Suarez is my marketing director. And and so I talked to brother Will. Brother Will said, bro, if you do this podcast, bro, within one year, you can get thousands of people to, bro, you can get your own radio station. And so at the time, sounded good, right? And one year sounded like a long time. Well, we're almost there to the one-year mark. The podcast is almost there. Uh, right around February uh, will be to the one-year mark. And uh, bro, it's been a ride, but it's been a blast. Because we, we've seen stuff that we never saw when we was doing radio. The demographics, right? Because we know how many people. We know how old they are. We know if they're male or female. I mean, we know a lot of stuff just from the, the demographics, right? And a lot of the radio stuff, right? They used to just guess, they used to guesstimate, right? So that, well, if we got 16 books back and we multiply that by the members of the community and then we divide by a tree and we stand five on the head and then we get, you know, so that, that's the way they, they did the, the Arbitron ratings. Um, well, maybe, maybe not exactly, but kind of, kind of close. It's <laughs> kind of close. And, you know, and there was like 30 years of Arbitron ratings in my life, uh, for different things, right? But just 18 years on a morning show. And, and that was with Roy Wild and the Wake Up Crew. And I know you guys in Israel right now, but who's Roy Wild and the Wake Up Crew, right? So don't worry about it. Welcome to the podcast. So today, bro, we're going to talk about something today that's been on a lot of people's minds. Because of this Antifa thing, right? And the demonstrations and the Black Lives Matter, right? Mm. I'm not going to say all lives matter. I'm going to say Black Lives Matter. You know why? Because these guys, right? And they, they're saying all lives matter. What they really mean is every human being matters, right? And, and they do. But when you're saying all lives matter, what you're doing is you're taking away from the movement. You're taking away from Black Lives Matter, which is the point, right? Which is the whole, the whole bottom line here. And you know what? I totally understand the pain. I totally, I, I've had African-American girlfriends, bro. Oh, so, bro, one of them, one of them was off the chain. Bro. I can't even tell you. I can't even, and I miss her. And she still calls me from the mainland. She was up in Alaska. She gave me a call. She goes, hey, hey, what's up, baby? You know, and I said, hey, when you coming back? You know, I ain't going up to moose country. Last thing I'm going to do is walk around the wilderness in Alaska with a moose. You know what, I mean? you know what I'm saying? So, but but anyway, so, you know, the, the point is that, yeah, you know, we still, we still friends. And I, I think she still loves me. She still calls me. You know, I still get love for her. I mean, you know. And this is, this is something that the kids need to take lessons from, okay? Because the kids are all about like, okay, they're with us, they're not with us. You know, we, 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 we love these guys or we hate these people. <laughs> you see what I mean? So, and we was, we was young like that too, Hawaiians. We was young like that too. We had causes. We had causes. My, my cause was the protect Kaolave Ohana. Bro, we was protecting Kaolave. We never even seen the island, right? We seen them on the news. That was it. You know, we never even seen the island. Okay, there was a whole sort of activist, the real hardcore activist. Us guys was kids. We was 14. We was 13, 14. The people that really was the frontline guys, okay, right now they're in their 70s. <laughs> they, I think they're in their I don't know. But they was way older than us, right? They was way older. And they was doing the real stuff. Us guys was just squawking, making noise, and wearing the t-shirts. That's all. We was walking around. Yeah, the U.S. Navy's full of crap. We was doing all that stuff. 
you know, where's the vocal part, the vocal arm of the of the protest, right? And you know, when you're a kid, you, you wanna you wanna have a cause. When you're a kid, you wanna belong to something. When you're a kid, you take it on as a noble deed and you, you wanna carry this thing, even if you don't really know what's going on. Even if you're unaware of the dynamics, you wanna be in there, you wanna you, you see what I'm saying, right? And so so now when, when people are saying all lives matter, it's like it's like they're dismissing Black Lives Matter. I totally get Black Lives Matter, but you know what? It wasn't just the black people, the, the white people, you know, bringing the slaves over to the to the continental United States and selling them. Okay, there wasn't just, on this end, it was white people. In Africa, there was black people selling black people. <laughs> yeah, bro, you know my, my neighbor Fred, bro. He like, he like buy Fred. Hey, well, how much money you get, boy? You see what I mean? And he's like, whoa, 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 you get 10 grand. Oh, bro, go take Fred. <laughs> you see? And, and they were selling each other out. You know, I mean, not everybody, right? But they had, they had some black people that, that were selling black people as slaves from Africa to go to the United States and other parts of the world. I mean, the slave trade was huge. The slave trade was huge. I've seen, and you know, and now I think it's really important that people see this stuff. I think it's important because I saw, I saw one picture of this place that they kept all these guys in, you know, when they're in transit, right? So they move them all inside, they get them all to the United States and then they put them all in this room. And they showed the picture of the room and, they sh and the guy was saying how many guys was held captive in this room. And they was just waiting. They was waiting to be sold. And there wasn't even enough room to lie down to sleep. And they had to sleep standing up or leaning on each other. I mean, bruh, you talk about inhumane stuff. The most inhumane stuff in the world happened during slavery. I mean, you know, killing somebody is one thing, right? You kill them, that's a one-time act and they're dead. Okay, and that would be a massacre. Slavery is different. You work in this guy and work in this guy, his whole life is miserable. You see what I'm saying? So, and I mean, you know, and they beat the slave. They, they make any kind. Okay, they made it. They made them any kind. And now, see, in, in this, now we go back to that, that old, that old adage, karma's a bitch. <laughs> right? Because now... Everything's coming back. Everything's coming back. Now, it might be just coming back for a while. We don't know. We don't know how tenacious these guys going to be, right? And you know what? Bro, we just got to sit back and enjoy the show is what I'm saying. Because they did this in Hawaii. They did this all over the world. Okay, so it, it kind of works like this. So the power structure works like this, you guys. If you guys, and you guys, you know, I'm paraphrasing on all this stuff because this is a podcast and I don't have time to get into specifics. But if you do your research, this is what you're going to find. There's the Vatican, okay? The Vatican controls all of Europe, okay? Now, in Europe, you had different countries. Spain, you had, right, Portugal, okay? So, so for example, when the Philippines was discovered, right, Magellan was the boat captain, the ship captain, okay? It was a Spanish ship, okay, with a Spanish crew, okay? But he was he was from Portugal, Magellan, right? And he took the guy. So you had you had a Portuguese, right, driving the ship. And then you had well Portuguese, so whichever way you look at them. 
I'm I'm Portuguese, Portuguese, so I I can say Portuguese. Anyway, but but so so you had you had that right, and you had these other Europeans. So you had people from England, and you had people from Spain, and all these other countries that were going out and quote discovering end quote. Okay, they was actually invading because other people was already there. They was already there, right? They had they had the thing going on. All of a sudden, these white guys show up in ships, and and now the game changes. Right? So it's like what? Like who's having fun growing our vegetables and singing songs and dancing? And, oh, now we gotta put clothes on. I mean, you know. So these guys was you know these guys was heavy. They was converting people. I don't know if you guys know what converting really means when <laughs> you convert something. So you're taking something from the original. And you're turning it into what you want or what you believe or what you desire. See? <laughs> Conversion. <laughs> Conversion, right? We're converting these guys. You know, and, and I guess for some people, for some of them, that was a painful process. Converting. You know what I mean? Like everything they believed in, right? No, was wrong. You, you know, like like when they came to Hawaii. Right, so so you had all these European explorers. So Christopher Columbus, you had all these guys. You know, you had you had Captain Cook for Hawaii. Like all these Europeans. So at the top, you had the Vatican. The Vatican controlled Europe. Now Europe, made up of all these guys, right, went out and controlled the world. Okay, then you had the British Empire. You had all that kind of stuff. Okay, I'm not going to give you guys a history lesson. I'm just telling you, it went like that. Okay, and the Europeans went out and they and they conquered. Okay, and they converted, you know. But when you really think about it, because when they came to Hawaii, right? Let's use Hawaii as an example. They came to Hawaii. Captain Cook came, and his men started raping Hawaiian chicks on the beach, right? And I'm sure some of the how noted, knowing how some of the girls is, especially up on the west side, you know, Hawaii. Um, a lot of them probably enjoyed a lot of that stuff. <laughs> I'm just saying, but 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 on the real, but these guys they came and they was having sex with all these Hawaiians. They was and they brought disease. We, Hawaiians never had that kind of disease, you know, the kind of disease, the smallpox, all this stuff they brought, polio, all this, all this kind. Of, pretty soon was leprosy, you know, and then so, but but these guys brought all kind of stuff, right? And then they started to say, oh well, you guys cannot dress like that. You guys gotta dress up to the neck. And you know, and the Hawaiian theaters was probably going around going, "What? Like, bro, who's who's hanging loose?" And then you guys came in with butting us up. You, you see what I'm saying? So, so a lot of this stuff happened, and then they were forced to believe in stuff that wasn't a part of their natural paradigm, okay, or their or their, their cultural beliefs. So they had to change every because they were being converted. So, so how would you like it, right? That all your life you believe in, I don't know, whatever you believe. You believe in Yahweh, okay? And that's your God. All of a sudden, somebody comes and says, uh, no, uh, we're gonna make, uh, we're gonna make some, we're gonna make George your God. <laughs> George? Yeah, George Lani. We're gonna make George your God. Now you're going, now you're gonna praise George. And it, you know, so you gotta, you gotta think what these people went through. Now in their mind, right? In their minds, they're like, Oh, geez, wow, I gotta do that? You know, so, so you convert it. Okay, so this is, this is like holding somebody hostage in the head as well as their body and you forcing them to do something. You convert them. Okay. So, so this, this stuff, you know, went on and, and all the Europeans went out, did all this kind of stuff. Now, 
now you're getting the backlash, right? It took this long. I don't know why it took this long. I don't know if this is a temporary backlash because we've had others. There's been others, right? And they, they backlash for a little while and then boom, the cap goes back on, okay? And then they backlash for a little while and then boom, the, the cap goes back on. You know, it's sort of like they take two steps forward and then and then the, the white guys push them back one step, right? And then they stay there for a long time and then wait for the next backlash but right now they're tearing down statues of slave owners right? and you know bro on the real like for me you know I, I get white blood in me I mean you know I have white blood and then a lot of Hawaiians get white blood in fact I know a lot of Hawaiians a lot of Hawaiians with with the, with with white names <laughs> like choke choke okay and you can see them you these guys these guys are brown as is you know for real these these guys are brown but they, they hawaiian okay and they get white last names and that's that's the way it came down from the missionary time right and everybody marry marry into marry right and then now you get hawaiians with with english last names so uh i mean you know you and you get the kumuhulas look at the kumuhulas right kasparovich Right, that's that's a Czechoslovakian name right now, you know, Kasparovich. Yeah, he's, he's pure wine. Oh, okay, okay. You see what I'm saying? Uh, that's just an example. But these guys, right? They, they, you know, I don't, I don't really think personally, like, like if these these guys are tearing down the statues of slave owners, I don't think the statue should be there in the first place, you know. But that's just my opinion. And opinions are like Okolis. Everybody has one, okay. But but they're taking down these statues. Now, Columbus, they want to take down his statue, so they took him down. Now, if you're going to do that, you know, in my opinion, right, you're going to do Let's take down all the statues, okay? Let's take down all the statues. Let's take down all the Jesus Christ statues because it's in the Bible. You're not supposed to do that in the first place, right? Let's take down that. Take down the Mother of Mary statue. You take, pull them down. Take, pull them all down. Okay, and take Baphomet, you know that, that crazy satanic stuff they got going on? Take that down too. Take them all down. If you're going to take one down, take them all. Take them up out. Just, 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 just level the playing field. Take them all down. You know, what, what are we doing with monuments like that anyway? You know what I mean? Go, go, go take down the, the Lincoln Memorial, broke them down. Go take on, <laughs> take on Wrecking Ball in there and bust them open. Just, just tear it down to the ground. I mean, you know, if you're gonna do if you're gonna do that, like like a, you know, like I was saying, do a good job is what I mean, right? If you guys are just gonna pull down a few statues, that ain't gonna teach nobody nothing. And if you guys want to rewrite history, I mean, you cannot change the history, right? You can tear down the statues, but you can't change the history. You know, if you want to bury the history so that you know it's a dark period of time, you know, we already had what we call the dark ages, right? And nobody really studies that too much, right? I mean, you, you do if you're a history person and you go college and that's what you're interested in and, you know, you want to be a historian or whatever. Then you study that. The, the everyday guy doesn't know about that. The Crusades and, you know, they, they have no idea how much blood was spilled in the name of the Lord, in the name of God, in the name of Jesus. You know how many guys died in the name of Jesus? You know, but these guys are going to church every day. Oh, love Jesus, love Jesus. Yes, nothing's wrong with loving Jesus, okay? But it is wrong, you know, when you when you have to slaughter a whole town of people or a whole country full of people 
in the name of Jesus. Then that's when you, you get a problem, right? I mean, I have a pro I have a problem with that. I'm like, why are we gonna kill everybody just because you know we want them to believe in in what we believe? You see what I'm saying? So so yeah, if you're gonna tear down the statues, go ahead, go for it. But this is the backlash that we're experiencing right now, you know. And black lives do matter. I'm sorry. It does. If this offends you, this podcast offends you, turn them off, get plenty more podcasts, choose another one. Pick a <laughs> pick a number. You see? But black lives do matter. And it's not something we can take lightly because if you look at the principle of it all, now the George Floyd thing, okay. Then you got gray areas and you got you got all kinds of conspiracies going on, you got all kinds of stuff. But if you look at the root cause of, of everything, the racial division in the United States, something's wrong. Something's wrong. And you know, even locally in Hawaii, right, people go, oh, wow, in Hawaii, we don't have that kind of racism. Yes, we don't. We don't have that kind of racism. We get racism, we get racism. And I think wherever you go, you're going to have racism because you have people that are alike and you have people that are different. And when people look at the guys that are different, Right, they're gonna have a problem with certain things, either either what they believe in or what they eat or the kind of clothes they wear or what they do. I mean, you know, so you cannot make everybody happy, is what I'm saying, you know. But we can come to agree, you know, to respect each other's differences, and we can to come to agree to like, okay, well, you know, he's Rastafari, he don't like shampoo his hair, he like wear dreadlocks, and and his hair stink, but that's okay. That's what he like do. So you got to observe that, right? You know, the other guys, well, he's, he's, uh, he, he shave his head every day, but, uh, you, you know, whatever, right? Whatever, I'm just saying. Everybody's different. Some guys like dreads, some guys like shave their head, some guys, I mean, you know, whatever, right? Everybody has their own customs, their own thing, their own stuff going on. And, and I think when we can accept that and just, just look at us, ourselves, and go, okay, well, you know, what what kind of life you having, boo? You know, like like for me, right? I get up in the morning. I look in the mirror and I go, thank you. Thank you, Father. I say, Father God. So I, I say, thank you, Father God, for your blessings. Thank you, Father God, for my car. Thank you, Father God, for this, for that. Everything, everything I can think of. I was in the shower this morning and I was thanking God for hot water. You know, I mean, that's how simple it is. And I mean, you got to express gratitude for every little thing. And you know, there was a time in my life where I did not do that. And I got to tell you, Hawaiians, my life is so much better now. I mean, I, you know, and I started doing this around age 30. And, and then slowly, slowly, right? So age 30, I said I, I was grateful for a few things and then pretty soon more and then more. By the time I was 40, bro, I was, I was praising God for everything. I mean, everything. And you know what? Now, now I'm going to get to the law of attraction. So here's the nuggets, okay? When you get into the law of attraction, the law of attraction works whether you want it to or not, okay? And whatever you focus on, okay? And and in this case, we're looking at a whole culture of people, a whole class of people, culture of people, uh, ethnicity, ethnic race of people. We're looking at all of that being suppressed. And you know, when you, when you push somebody down or you keep somebody down, okay? Think about it. Now, you holding them down, the only way for their for them to go is up. And one day they're going up. And right now we're calling this an uprising. Why? 
Because they're rising up. Why are they rising? Why would they have a reason to rise up? Well, because they were held down. I mean, okay, so that, that's your law of attraction right there. Okay, so so people, if, if you're doing that to somebody, you're purposely pushing them down, purposely pushing them down, there's going to come a time where that person fights back. You know, the bully in the playground lasts so long before the guys go punch him in the face. You see what I'm saying? Only because he doesn't have any recourse. What else he going to do? Right? What else he going to do but punch the bully in the face? Is he can't do anything else? Well, is he going to take that? Like every day, every day, day in, day out? No. There's going to come a day where he's going to go, you know what? I'm going to try and punch this bully in the face and give him all I get and see what happens. The worst that can happen is I'm going to die. And once you have somebody committed, right? Once you have somebody committed to the point where they don't care if they die. Okay, now that is a dangerous person. That is a dangerous person because he don't care. In, in Hawaii, we say, I don't care. I don't care. And when you get to the I don't care stage, that's very dangerous. Okay. But the law of attraction says that whatever you, you focus on with gratitude grows and intensifies. Right? Whatever, whatever positivity you give something, you're going to enable that to, to flourish more in your life. And this is what I, dis- this is just me. How I, I, this is what I discovered in my life. I worked with a bunch of clowns for a while. I mean, really, these guys was like doing all kinds of stuff to me, you know, and, and to, there was just clowns to me. There was good to the other people. It, you know, to me, there was, there was clowns, right? Cause th- that's the way they acted to me. But, but, you know, and there was probably a reason for that, you know, and, and I'm like, okay, well, I had on business and I, I had other things going on. And then I tried to, you know, make it in their world. And they wouldn't have it. <laughs> they wouldn't have it. They closed the door. They pushed me out. They, they kept me part-time. They did everything to minimize everything I ever did. And, that, and that's okay. That's fine. Because that's their world, right? So I still have my world. My world is doing fine. I get up in the morning, look in the mirror. I'm like, I'm happy. I'm smiling. I don't have stress. I hardly have gray hair. <laughs> I mean, look, you know, the COVID-19 came, right? Quarantine. My hair is like, I've never had this much hair on my head, I don't think. <laughs> And, and I look at the roots and I go, because I color my hair, right? I look at the roots and I go, hey, all these years I've been color, coloring my hair for nothing. The roots is dark, right? So that was another thing I was grateful for, right? And I started thanking God for that too. But I'm just saying that, you know, when you, when you look at the law of attraction and you look at how positivity works, when you start doing the positivity part, you know, everything, everything works out. You know, this, there's this whole thing about police officers. So on my Facebook page, I'm, I'm showing everybody what's happening in, in the, the young people's world in TikTok. So I'm, I'm loading up all the videos into, into Facebook now and people are seeing it, right? And a lot of this is, is police getting violent with these guys, okay? But the reason why they're getting violent, nine times out of ten as far as my, my uh, you know, uh, observation is... These guys are resisting arrest. And and my whole thing, right, I you know, I used to have problems with cops when I was in my 20s. I used to have problems because I had a bad attitude and because I came right out of my angry teens, right? I was angry. And and so I started unleashing my anger out into the world. And and it came back. It came back. Yeah. I mean, you know, I can't even tell you how how many times and now when I look at other people, right, I can tell. I can tell why 
something's going wrong in somebody's life. In my life coaching business, I can tell when a client, when a client is going through something, right? And, so, and, and they're going through like a bad streak or whatever. I can tell. And I go, you know, and I tell them, I said, but though, this is karma right here. You see, cause, cause this happened, that happened. Now you're experiencing this and you can see it when, when, when you start getting into, you know, expressing gratitude and living that way. But before that, it's very difficult. In my twenties, I couldn't, I just thought everything was happening to me. That's what I thought. And, and the more everything happening, it was happening to me, the angrier I got. And the angrier I got, the more I went strike out. And the more I went strike out, the more I came back. You know? And and the same thing with cops. My interactions, you know, with, with cops and stuff. Bro, we, we had showdowns all the time. We had showdowns all the time with the cops, right? And we had problems. It wasn't until my 30s till till I said, hey bro, you know, you gotta you gotta try this because this other stuff ain't working. Now you gotta try the positive side because this other stuff is it just it won't go. It just same thing, same thing, same thing. It's like it's like watching the same movie over and over and over. Nothing changes. So so gradually I I said, okay, well we're gonna try one day at a time. All right, one, you know. And my uncle walked me through this stuff one day at a time. He goes, what? Can you do this tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, I can do this tomorrow. Okay, try this tomorrow. And then the next day I was positive. And then the, and then he goes, okay. So how was today? I'm like, oh, today was good. Well, it was positive. Can you do this tomorrow? I'm going, oh, yeah, I can do this tomorrow. Okay, try it tomorrow. Next day, and pretty soon, I had a whole string of tomorrows, right, which became yesterdays, which when I look back was like two months, three months, six months, one year, two years, five years. And I go, wow, pretty soon I had five years of positive stuff happening in my life, right? Like everything, everything I want just comes. It doesn't always come easy, right? You got to work, you got to work, but I'm just saying. It's not a struggle. See, people, people, you know, these guys, they go, the struggle is real. The struggle is real for them because they probably haven't learned how to manage energy. They probably haven't learned, the, the, you know, to be aware of the law of attraction. The law of attraction works for you whether you, you, you think so or not. Whether you want it to or not or whether you acknowledge it or not, it works. It's, it is working. But when you learn how to manage it, when you learn how to grab a hold of it and go, okay, today I'm, I'm going to express gratitude. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm going to make a difference in people's lives or I'm going to make a difference in my life. I'm, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. And then you see the tide shifting. And all you need to do really, right, is get over the line, the 50% line. All you need to do is have 51% positivity. See, a lot of people they they you know they shy away from that and they go nah, nah I don't think I can be hundred percent positive I don't think no it's not about that it's about that one percent so now you're leaning in the positive instead of instead of a 50 50 or instead of you know just accepting what what life dishes out to you and then playing the victim it's not about that life doesn't happen to you Life happens for you, Hawaiians. Okay, a lot of people don't realize that. They don't realize that life happens for them. But when when you realize that and you learn how to work this thing, because a lot of people can't work it. You know why they can't work it? Because they're in it, and you can't be in negativity and be in the whirlpool, and then and then see why it's happening. It's very hard. It's very difficult. You got to be outside the box and look back in and go, oh, okay, ooh, ooh, ouch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's exactly how you go. Because I looked at my life like that. I'm like, whoa, 
ah, I was I was doing it all to myself. And when it came, right, I didn't see it as me doing it to myself. I saw it as a random act of, of whatever, of God, of, of life, whatever. It was, it was random stuff happening to me. And pretty soon I started feeling sorry for myself, right? And then, then it's like, oh, everything happens to me, right? But in actuality, oh, oh, sorry, I went, I gotta go. In, in actuality, right? I was, I was doing them to myself. Hey, if you guys want to learn more about that, go to the website. It's www.hereforyou.live. I do life coaching and uh, we break everything down so even one four-year-old can understand. Uh, trust me, four-year-olds are pretty smart nowadays. Hey, we'd like to thank, uh, thank our sponsors. Island Club and Spa, Brother Randy, Sister Jerry. We'd like to thank Voice Master Enterprises, Family of Service Companies. And we'd like to thank uh, AFM Hawaii Music. Featuring the music of Darren Chinin. You can download it on iTunes, brother Darren. Woo! Wow, you're making pop music in Hawaii. All right, you guys. Till next time, I'm Junior Keiko Weber Jr. Mahalo, aloha, and Black Lives Matter.